You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and M. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 218, our listener feedback episode. I don't know uh, what the actual number of the listener feedback episode is, but uh, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. And uh, we are just having way too much fun here as we enter into the show, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Miles called me a jerk. Miles called me a jerk, and I'm extremely upset. He deserved it, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. you did. So, well, sometimes you you're a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank thanks a lot, Al. I am a lot a bit of a jerk, so it's okay. To, nice. It's nice to share that with yeah, other yeah, people. We're, 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 you know, we're all just a bunch of jerks together. <laughs> <laughs> and here so, I was, a nerd, thinking I would find you know sanctuary among you two, and I just mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Anytime I hear that, I think that I think of that one scene from Independence Day. This brings this brings it back to the nerddom. Good, good, and good. that and that one that one scene where they they've just offed Data, right? Mm-hmm. Brent Spiner is like he's dead, right? And mm-hmm. and the alien has that tentacle wrapped around his throat, and he said, and the president of the United States, Bill Pullman, is saying, you know, is there any chance we get a peace? And the alien's like manipulates his throat, says peace. There is no peace or no peace or something like that. And so I just thought of that when you were saying that. Nice. Probably totally irrelevant to this conversation, but it popped in my head. So I'm just sharing it with you guys. At least it's a sci-fi reference. It is. At least. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it back to nerd them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you guys? How's everything going in nerd culture for you guys? There's some good sci-fi on TV. I, I don't know if it qualifies as sci-fi, but... The fact is, it's the end of the world kind of scenario. The last ship. I'm really enjoying that show. That show is just awesome. I think it's kind of apocalyptic. So it's... yeah, has a lot of has you know some sci-fi um, actors that we we're, we're, we know and love. And yeah, Jane's in it. J- Jane, um, <laughs> uh, Kate Beckinsale's twin sister, Rona Mitra. She's not not our twin sister in real life, but they look a lot alike. Uh, Rona Mitra, who uh, she plays a doctor on that show. She's done, you know. It's uh, the real reason you're watching the show, Miles. It. Doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Dome is back. That I think that show's actually gotten better. Uh, Falling Skies has gotten really good. I mean, I think they've actually redeemed themselves from last season. It's it's very interesting right now. I, I mean, I look forward to when it's on. Yeah. Well, they renewed that for a uh, final season. Okay. That, that, well, that, that's good. They they, they, should, they should wrap it up. Um, Defiance is, is is still fantastic. Yeah. So, so that's that's what I'm watching right now. Yeah. How about how about you, Em? Uh, I just saw the pilot for Last Ship. I'm behind on shows because I don't have access to see it for free, so I'm still waiting for that. Um, and I just saw the two first two episodes of Defiance. That's really exciting. I saw Extant, um, that Halle Berry sci-fi kind oh, of yeah, show yeah, yeah, yeah. that on Amazon. That's and I I I cannot forgive Halle Berry for that Catwoman fan fiction movie she made. <laughs> um, so it's very hard for me to, and I don't like what she did with Storm either. So it's very hard for me to watch her in anything. And she was she was fairly believable in this role, but there's some neat things going on. If you remove her from the equation, it's 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 a little creepy. And it's a little weird, and and I'm I'm excited to see what more there is to see with it. And then I've been watching that HBO show, um, The Leftovers. <gasps> oh my god, that is creepy and a little eerie and strange. And um, the Ninth Doctor is in it for a little bit, which is kind of good. But I don't know if folks are watching that. I'd love to get some, like, love to find some other people who are watching that. Have you heard about that show? I have not even heard about it. Em. I was going to ask you. So give me the premise. 
So you're in a town, and it's the it's a sometime in the near future, and for some reason, um, I think it's five two or five percent of the population of the world disappears, and some people feel it's the reckoning, and where the and these are the leftovers. Uh, some people feel that it's just it was an alien thing. There's 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 a lot of theories about what's going on, and so the movie, the TV show starts in the pilot with that with that occurrence and how people are reacting, and then you jump to the future, and it's been a couple of years, two or three years since, and how people are dealing with it, and what happens to society with dealing with it, and people's points of view, religious points of view, and scientific points of view change, and so it's I I have to watch this Sunday's episode, but it's really good and really eerie. Ooh, it sounds fascinating. It sounds like something I would like. I always like these uh, kind of post-apocalyptic type of settings of shows, and I always mm-hmm. classify that being in that genre. But like, does it do they do they deal with the idea of how society is run now that now that there's only leftovers? Well, it, so you still have a, a large population of the planet left, but it's how people perceive what's happened. And a lot of people have fallen onto the side of religion and how religion is now affecting how people react to the world around them and how the world is governed. Um, and some people are much more science oriented. But this is this story is being told kind of from the points of view of the people left behind. So you're getting you're kind of jumping in the middle and and learning their reactions and how they learn to live with this new life. You know, there's one woman who she was in the car with her little boy and she turned around to give him a toy and she turned back and then the car was silent. She looked back again and he was gone. There was another woman who her whole family disappeared. Except for her. So it's dealing with the why was I left behind? What happened to them? Are they in heaven? Are they in hell? Are they being experimented on by six-toed lemur aliens? (laughs) Who knows? So it's it's kind of weird. And it's I'd love to have a conversation with people about that show. I'd love to do a show just on the leftovers. Okay. So so here's the deal. Listeners, if you are watching the leftovers, let us know. M wants to have a conversation. We might just have you on as a guest host to talk about the leftovers. Cool. It's fascinating. Is, is it your favorite show right now? It's not my favorite. It's one of the shows I dig watching. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's something. Well, for me, um, I've been in Haiti for the past two weeks. <laughs> so I didn't watch an incredible amount of sci-fi. Um, however, I did read a novel that I really liked. And I can't remember the name of it. It went by really quickly. I'll, have to, I'll look it up in a second here. Um, but he just started Terry Brooks' new Shatterer novels um, that came out. It's called, I have it right here. I have Audible up. The Defenders of Shatterer, The High Druid's Blade. And it, I mean, in any of his stories, have any of you read any Terry Brooks? No. He he does this, do you, um, did you? Um? Terry Brooks, uh, hello? Yeah, you're there. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Terry Brooks, Terry Brooks. Isn't that, um, isn't that, um, oh crap, I can't think of a single Terry Brooks. I know who that is, and I'm sure I've read them as kids. Yeah, as so, a kid. Well, anyways, he has, oh, um, crap. that's fine. Um, sorry, Terry. Yeah, sorry, Terry. <laughs> but, anyways, he has this new book out, and it's different from his others because typically he rotates points of view. You jump from point of view to point of view to point of view. This time he's stuck to a single narrator. Um, that's kind of sharing, you're kind of seeing the story. It's still third person. You still kind of see it through his eyes, but it's kind of a fascinating look. And we're, instead of taking the whole magic side of things, which is there yet, it's kind of following someone who is like a defender, uh, like a paladin. It's just this interesting take in, into the Shatter world. So I'm really loving that book. That's been, that, 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 that one really, uh, kept my attention um i did see uh captain america winter soldier finally oh good on the plane Yay. on the plane on the way back and it was pretty awesome i agree for i liked the first captain america but i loved the winter soldier yeah. i thought it was done really well mm-hmm. really well done um let me see the book that i was come on the book that i was uh the other book i was reading was uh, Dark Space by Scott wait, by Jasper T. Scott and uh, I really liked that book it was short, quick and there's a series of them but I really liked it and that was on an Amazon list, list and it's 
kind of space opera, but it deals with like bio warfare, and there's some interesting twists in it that got my attention. So nice. Yeah. So that was, that's that's basically what I'm not watching any TV because I was again in Haiti, you know, just hanging out in Haiti and being disconnected to the internet, except for those few rare moments where I actually had internet connection. So. But, well, uh, just for uh, your information, if you've not done so, you can go to iTunes, uh, the Google Store, the Android Store, Amazon Store, I guess, uh, and anywhere good stores are found. We have an app that you can download for free that will give you our content and you can call in. People have written emails in from it. They've called in on the voicemail number. In fact, that's a voicemail number you will want to use, the one that's in that app. That app is called the Zogpod Collective. And basically, uh, it's a collection of all the shows that I run, all the shows that Scott Herzog here is a part of. Uh, and the Sci-Fi Diner is a huge part of that. And that call-in numbers for all those shows. We can call in and say, hey, I'm calling for the Sci-Fi Diner. And that's the number. It'll, it'll pump you into a Google Voice uh, phone mailbox. And you can um, leave your message and we will play it on the show. Like we're going to play just here in a little bit. Those that have been using the call eight number, that is going bye-bye is here in about a week, and I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. I'm getting so much spam through that sucker, so. But, <clears throat> so Miles. You're getting spam voicemail? I am. You. That's crazy. Yeah, so what What happens, like, I get charged for every call to a small amount, and so I'll get, like, a 10-second, like, blip of disgarbled voicemail. And then the other thing will happen is I'll get these government are these political ads. They're like five minutes long of a person talking. Oh, gosh. And oh, the robocalls. So I just don't... So I I don't get enough listener feedback on that line to justify it. Many people will send, like Jen M, who wrote in tonight, she sent her, just sent me an MP3. Uh, Colin typically sends an MP3. Uh, Robert from Ohio, someone that we'll be listening to a little bit later on tonight, he actually used... Um, Oh, what's speak that? pipe. Speak pipe. Thank you. You speak pipe, which we have an account with, and that's on the website. And so there's a lot of other ways people can contact us beyond just that call eight number, which was our number for years. But mm -hmm. so we're going to be using that new number from here on out. Just FYI. Um, cool. And I, I wish I had that number up here, and I just don't. Um, I don't know if I have that on. Maybe I have that up here. But I'll look. I'll look for that, and I will share that number. But anyways, that app is available, and it's free. It's free, it's free, it's free. It will not cost you a cent. And it's a great way just to stay connected to what's going on in the Sci-Fi Diner world. Cool. Did you download it yet, Miles? I, I have the app, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. M? Yes, I did. It's on my iPhone or my iPod Touch and it's on my um, on my iPad. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. You can favorite apps. You can favorite shows that you liked. A lot of nice. people liked our Batman discussion we had and... So is can... it available on the Google Play Store for non-Apple products? It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's available everywhere. So awesome. I could, yeah. so I could put also my Kindle uh, Fire. You should. I'll you try should that because it's it's available in the Amazon Store. Okay. App Store. So you should be able. To. You have to try it. Let me know how it goes, Miles. I'll be happy to. Um, our phone number, by the way, if you do not want to download the app, but you want to call in and leave your what you're listening to, what you're into, what shows you're watching, you want to let us know whether you are watching, what's the name of that show, Em? The Leftovers. So you want to let us know that you're watching The Leftovers and give your thoughts on it, you can call in at 1-260-577-2428. That's 1-260-577-CHAT. And that will... Uh, that will get you the information. Um, one other thing, uh, Miles, how is this whole correspondent? We entered, we said we're going to have correspondents joining us. Mm -hmm. um, I know we had some people, we had a couple people write in. Where are we at in that process it, of developing this whole correspondent? Thing? Still in the infancy, but be patient, folks. So we'll, we'll, I'm going to come up with something, just, just a code of conduct and uh, see where you're at and what, what you want to do with it. Um, you want to participate, but um, we'll, we'll have something soon. Yeah, and maybe it's uh, something that maybe we also just should arrange, like just a roundtable, bring them on to a roundtable discussion that we don't record, but we just kind of chat with them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like a little primer and give them a little idea of, hey, this is how we do stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, and say, so, you know, like, and also what cons are thinking of maybe trying to get into, and mm -hmm. we'll want to be able to email, like, 
the press information and stuff to them. So, Definitely. so if you wrote in, we have I know we have at least two. There might even be three in there. If you're still interested in that, please send us an email. We have a form to fill out on the website as kind of an initial thing, and uh, we would love to uh, get your thoughts, get you into cons, but also hear your movie reviews and book reviews, and have you share them on the show as well. So, great way to do that. Well, let's move into our listener feedback tonight because that's really why we're here. And time's ticking away. Uh, Colin H. Uh, Colin H. wrote in. And uh, Miles, do you want to read what Colin H. wrote sure, about cool. the Batman episode? Greetings, one and all. I really enjoyed your recent debate on Batman, a superhero. His most uh, certainly a superhero, a hero, but to me, what, what makes him a superhero is the fact that he goes above and beyond. He uses intellect to build gadget, armor, and, and so on to combat evil. Many seem to think that Iron Man isn't a superhero, yet to all intents and purposes, they're extremely similar. To me, his technology and intellect are his superpower. He could just as easily use them for evil. Does he have a superpower? Well, for that, you'd have to define a superpower. Lex Luthor is a constant... Uh, thorn in Superman's side. Why? He has no superpowers per se, but he does have a keen intellect. So if someone like him can keep Superman, whose very name has super in it, on his toes, what could Batman do? In which case, could, could the ability to invent and solve problems beyond number people be considered super? By, in which uh, high, high intellect could be considered a superpower? Because people like Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark certainly use theirs. One final thing to consider. Thor minus the hammer is an alien with an exceptionally long lifespan and stamina, but no superpowers. Anyway, to me, Batman rocks, and if it came down to a choice between watching Superman and Batman, well, Batman would, would win every time. Live long and podcast. P.S. James Bond is a superhero. No, no BS. No, he's uh, British. He's British, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no BS. You know, uh, I mean, come on. What's a few dead bad guys here and there? <laughs> so he comes out the bond is indeed a superhero um <laughs> uh so what do you think about what he's saying i i you know when it comes to batman and iron man and um i would definitely agree and i like what he brought about lex luthor i mean lex luthor has no superpowers but he has a super intellect and he at least in the incarnation we've seen lex luthor last 20 years or so he's he's a, he's a super billionaire also so he has resources to to accomplish his ends um i mean people call would call him a super villain but he has no superpowers uh to, to speak of except except his smarts and his money so that was a good point that colin made about uh, the whole superhero debate yeah absolutely M, your thoughts on this well i mean superhero is a su there's a difference between a superhero and a superpower. A superpower is, you know, something that you that you can do above and beyond what nature and physics has intended. And a superhero is a person who does above and beyond what nature and physics has have intended. You know, and you can be a superhero and not, you know, and and you don't have to be able to see through walls or fly or wrap a lasso around someone to make them tell the truth. So like there are superheroes every day, and I don't see why Batman can't be considered or any any human that uses an exterior additional bit part mechanic to assist them in that process. They're definitely superheroes. They're definitely that's their superpower. They have found a way to go above and beyond what their physical being and what their their what physics will allow them to do by creating something that lets them do it. I mean, a fireman is just a man, but he's they've developed these great tools to help that man use his bravery to go and get and put out a fire and save someone and rip open a car and that kind of thing. It's I don't I, the debate is kind of it's it's interesting. So uh, but I don't like I don't know if I would call Bond a superhero. I just think he's <laughs> I think our he's a, yeah, I think our I think our um, panel came down to saying, well, he's not really a superhero, but even though he has some of those, he's a gun traits. for hire, but yeah. he's hired by MI six or seven or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By MI six, he's he's licensed. There's a, there's a superhero there, but it's, yeah. it's a, it, it's a there are many different. many flavors of superhero. Yeah, yeah. Well, no doubt, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I, I I agree, and I guess maybe the other question is. 
there has there's something in Batman that resonates with people. I mean, there's a reason we've had, well, we had the original series of Batman movies that came out, and then we rebooted the franchise, and it was as, just as popular. And Superman just hasn't had this much of a resurgence. So when he says that there's something about Batman that is resonating with people. Em, you were going to say something? No, I was sniffling, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyways, any other thoughts on that before we move on to Jen's voicemail? Mm-mm. All right. So let me, uh, so let's hear from Jen. This is Jen from New York, who we haven't heard from in a while. It's good to have her back in the show, isn't it? Absolutely. Jen! So, yay, Jen. So anyways, here is Jen for the, oh, this is a, um, this is a 10 minute voicemail. So we're going to break it up. Is that all right, guys? I'll pause it along the way. Okay. Hi guys, this is Jen from New York, or I should say rather Jen from Long Island, New York. You know, I just figured saying uh, Jen from New York was always easier than actually saying and explaining exactly where I'm from. But as of right now, it's like I do live exactly on Long Island. And I just wanted to, I've been wanting to call in for a while now that, uh, you know, on June 14th, I, I wanted to just like to say I was actually able to go to the second annual Long Island Comic Con they had here. Finally, after years that I have been crying that they should have a local one around here. Because there's never anything happens here on Long Island. It's like, dead, okay? Boring. No, I'm kidding. Seriously. But uh, it was great, though. I mean, you know, it made up for the fact that I couldn't get to New York City this past time. Because they were having a special edition New York, New York Comic Con. And that just only kind of peed me off a little. Because they were doing that. Just so they would get people to see how many people go there to buy the VIP tickets for October. The actual, you know, annual New York Comic Con. And so, you know, I couldn't get there. Nobody wanted to go. So I was kind of like, so, okay. You know, so at least I wasn't totally, like, screwed and not going anywhere. That I actually wound up going here instead. And actually, my 15-year-old nephew came along with me. That was a lot more fun, too. I mean, because who likes to go into these things by themselves? That makes it boring. But, uh, and it was great, too, that uh, he had a couple of his little friends, like, also went there. And, uh, you know, so I hung around a bunch of 15-year-olds. Hey, I kind of, like, analyzed the fact that I'd have a mind and interest of a 15-year-old, possibly. I don't know, but get along with them really well. But uh, besides that. But, uh, you know, and they had great guests, too, which was surprisingly enough. They had two people from Once Upon a Time, which was Rebecca Maynard, who played the Wicked Witch on the show recently, and she was also on Lost, too. I almost didn't realize until they said it there. And they had Lee Arenberg, who played Grumpy. I finally got to meet him. And I got a photo op, too, with both of them in it. It was so great. I love that picture. And you can see most of my photo ops from that show on Facebook, on my Facebook page. So if you want to see, like, all those pictures, it was fun. And they also had um, Steve Cardenas, who played Rocky the Red Ranger and the Power Rangers and, you know, and all that stuff. And that was really fun meeting him because he was, like, actually the first one I kind of ran into, kind of. Because, like, you know, one thing I do have to say, they were a little unorganized in the fact that not even the actors knew where they were going to go for the photos. Because I even asked the guy that played in... uh, Gremlins, uh, Stack Galligan, you know, if they did the, because I got Rocky the Power Rangers uh, picture right there, standing by where they did the autographs. So I just thought that was kind of funny. And I also got the guy from, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie The Last Dragon. You know, it's like in the 80s. It was kind of like a comedy, you know, spoofing off of Bruce Lee. And I can't even attempt to say his name. I think it's Ty Mac. Did I say his right na- name right? You know, I even said to him, too, that I thought it was so funny. Um, like, uh, I told him, and I still listen to the soundtrack. It was a great soundtrack. I still listen to it. I think that kind of shocked him. <laughs> and uh, and as I said, they had Sack Galligan from Gremlins. And I also got to meet Catherine Mary Stewart, who was in movies like The Last Starfighter, uh, Weekend at Bernie's, and Night of the Comet, which I really loved. And who else was there? They also had... Um, Ray Parks, the guy who did uh, the stunts, and, you know, I guess he must have played 
uh, Darth Maul in the first Star Wars episode. Right? I mean, that was pretty, he had lots of trouble getting there. He, I guess he was coming from Delaware, and, you know, they lost his luggage, and there was a lot of traffic, and lots of rain. It's just really bad, on, you know, for him. I felt bad, you know, because they kept pushing off his photo op, you know, pushing it off, pushing it off, until finally it was like, okay, you know, because he was getting right onto the time for Lee and, uh, you know, Rebecca Bader's photo op together, and uh, I didn't know where I was coming or going, but, but plus, at the fact was, it was only 10 minutes away from my house, it was great, I didn't have to that traipse all over the place to figure out where to go, but I also want to say, though, I did actually get tickets to the New York Comic Con in October. Yes! Although I had to pay a little bit more money than I wanted to originally. You know, next time i got to be a little bit smarter because I misunderstood when I read what they said on their website. Because they said originally the tickets were going to go on sale June 26th at 12pm EDT. I thought they meant midnight. And, you know, I even tried to get up at midnight to try to see what was going on. And nothing was happening. So I'm like, all right, I went back to sleep. And then by the time I got home from work the next day, I was screwed because all the, all the tickets were sold out. You know, and I hate the fact that all these scalper people probably buy them all up and, and sell them for more money afterwards. Because then I noticed that they were on StubHub. Someone had said on Facebook that they were. So what are we supposed to do, you know? So I, I had asked my brother because he knew a guy that, you know, I would have been able to get tickets like last year, but I wasn't able to because it was too late. But this year I remembered him again, and he was able to get me two tickets. Of course I had to spend $100 a ticket, but I digress. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Because <laughs> my birthday's in September, and the show's in October, so there you go. <laughs> Before we go on with uh, what, what else she has... Uh, so Long Island Comic Con, second mm. year doing it, sounds like it was a good experience for her. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we've met Larry Ehrenberg a couple times. He's always great. Um, I'm not as familiar with um, some of the other people she mentioned, but uh, she, I'm sure she is, and I'm sure you know that it meant a lot to meet these people. Yeah. And and to meet you know. At a Comic Con, you you have thousands of people that are like minded like you. That you know. Oh my God, the thing is crazy. <laughs> New York Comic Con is crazy. I can't imagine. And San Diego Comic Con is going on right now, um, which I couldn't go to, and I actually got a press pass for. Um, oh, I, know. I because of things going on at work, I just couldn't. Go. But New York Comic Con is insane, and um, she's right. She had to. I was lucky enough to get a press pass again for this year, but my friends got online at noon. And when they finally got through to buy their tickets at like 20 after, all the VIP tickets were gone. And they were barely lucky to get four day tickets. Four day tickets were sold out within 45 minutes. Wow. Three day ticket. Like it was. <laughs> unbelievable That's unbelievable insane. it's even it's even harder for san diego comic con's even crazier and it's kind of sad that people have them on StubHub because you have to be very careful those last year they started coding them um each of the badges to the person so you can't just you know you can't just buy up like 15 of them and then sell them for three thirteen hundred bucks on on ebay because they're all very when you buy them, they're all tagged to that person who bought them. Mm. So it's I, I'm curious how people are selling those online. Now is that for San Diego or is that for New York? That was for New York. I mean, okay. a girlfriend of mine did manage to sell hers when she couldn't go last year, but she had to make sure that everything was shifted over to the right owner and to from the old owner to the new owner. So it just it does really suck when people do that, just scoop up a bunch of them and then they don't use them. And the day passes are not inexpensive, but I'm glad she's getting to go. That's a blast. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'll see her there. Oh, yeah, I know, because you'll be there. Um, I will be going there, yes. We can... You can meet Jen from New York in person. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm really glad that she said she took a bunch of there were a bunch of 15 year olds that took her, her you know her her nephew and, and I, I'm just I mean glad that you know who doesn't I mean what con doesn't bring out the 15 year old in most of us at one point seriously you mm -hmm. see 
you see like stormtroopers running around Klingons and you get kind of giddy inside. I mean, you're seeing all these people in costume. There's something that brings out this young person in us, no matter how old we are. Oh, absolutely. It's a chance to just feel a little younger again. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad she had, and, I, and, and you had this experience at Awesome Com, right? Awesome, awesome Com is like right in your back door, isn't it? Awesome Con is right in down, right in DC, and it was. It's nice to have it so close. I know. You know, to not spend an hour and a half in the car, and then <laughs> it was just jump on the metro, get downtown, and jump back. Um, it was great. Yeah, it was. That's... It's really neat. Um, it's neat to have that kind of thing in your hometown. You know, because I mean, I live in the nation's capital and that kind of stuff should be coming more often. We have Oticon coming too. starting next year. Oticon will be in Washington, D.C. Oh, very good. What's Oticon? What's the premise of that con? Oticon is uh, anime. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, it's huge, 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 huge. Yeah. Let's continue with uh, Jenna's a little bit more to say. We'll see if I this voicemail picks up where it should. And so, I mean, you know, I'm also really impressed with you guys that you're able to do all these, like, interviews with all the celebrities, guests that go to all these conventions. And I'm sure I could probably do it myself. You know, before I fangirl freak out in front of them and I not hyperventilate and go, uh, 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 excuse me, sir. You know, so that kind of thing and pass out in front of them and then they'd have to do CPR on me. But that wouldn't be so bad, that wouldn't it? Hmm. But no, no, no. I'd have to like breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, and then it's all about them. Yes, it is. But I'm sure I can help out, you know, in any way I can. I mean, just let me know how to do it, and I'll try to figure out how to do it. But uh, and also let me know if anybody else is planning on going to the New York Comic Con because I will be there on Saturday. Yes, I will. And so I'll have somebody lined up who's nice and gracious enough to come along with me. Because, like I said, it's boring to go by yourself. What could I do? So, you know, just let me know if M or somebody like that from anybody else from the group of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast is going, let me know. And I also wanted to just mention, I did get to see Transformers movie this uh, on this past Friday. And uh, I thought it was really good, you know. I, before, she, before, she, <laughs> before, she, before you talk about Transformers and before you comment on that, M. Uh, it sounds like she would be uh, open to being a correspondent. It does sound so. You know, she talks about getting all fangirl giddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember us sitting down with Vanessa Angel, the very first interview we ever did with a celebrity guest? I did, and I'm just grateful she how, she was very nice to us because mm-hmm. we, we we sucked. <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, and and uh, that interview never aired for many other reasons other than the fact that we sucked. Uh, we got much better just by doing it, Jen. I mean, it's... You all have those moments like, I can't believe I'm sitting across from Edward James almost. Or whatever it is, whatever star that you're infatuated with, you get those moments. Absolutely. But just... um, you realize they're, they're people and they put their they put their pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us. Right. So. Awesome. Well, let's, let's continue to talk about her love of Transformers. The fact that in the papers it got one star. You know, give me a break. These critics never like these kind of movies. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, the storyline could be a little bit better. Yeah, and if anybody doesn't want to be spoiled, just kind of fast forward this part right now. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like five years into the future from the last movie. And, you know, I mean, I felt like I was part of it, actually. Because, I mean, the movie was two hours and 45 minutes long with all these explosions and action going on. I was exhausted by the end of the picture. I was actually kind of tired. (laughs) But especially, like, I didn't even know that Stanley Tucci was in it also. I was just laughing hysterical with him the whole time. He just made the whole picture. And I didn't even know Kelsey Grammer was in it also. I mean, that was a plus. And then plus also, I don't know if anybody has ever watched American Idol. A couple years ago, there was this kid from Long Island. His name is Kevin Cavez. And he even had a little part in it, too. You know, he had a scene with uh, Mark Wahlberg, so I think he did pretty good. You know, at least he's trying to get out there. So, uh, and I also got to see uh, X-Men a while back. You know, I thought it was good, and I also got, had to see it in, like, 3D. I didn't realize the time that I went was 3D, so I wound up seeing it. And at the end, my eyes, I couldn't see at the end of the movie. 
I actually stepped on somebody's foot as I was trying to get out of the theater. I was like, sorry, didn't see you there. So I'm not doing that for a while. But I just want to let you guys know. And oh, and also I have plans. I made sure I'm, I sent my parents. I'm like, look, this is on my bucket list. I wanted to do this. You know, I wanted to try to get here. Because who can find Whippany, New Jersey? That's how all these creation conventions are these days. And uh, it's amazing. Like I said, I'm from New York. I can't even find my way to Whippany, New Jersey. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going to see my favorite supernatural in, you know, Vegas in March. Okay. That's on my bucket list. Hello. I already got the photo ops paid for. I'm just waiting for the single day general admission ticket to come along. So there you go. I think we'll end the email there, the voicemail there. And thanks, Jen, for calling in. A lot about cons and about different cons that she's going to. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so Transformers, she's appalled the fact it got one star. Em, do you want to comment on this? (laughs) Maybe there's reason. I'm surprised it got a star. (laughs) A star. Now, it was just, it was so much action. So much, too much action. And I'll, I didn't know Kelsey Grammer was in it. I didn't know Stanley Tucci was in it. I knew Walt, Walt, Mark Wahlberg. I think I found the Transformer. I mean, just, ugh. some of it was just, I, it was very predictable, which is kind of disappointing. The bots looked amazing. The visually, it was beautiful. And it was just, uh, and Stanley Tucci saved the movie for me because there were three times I was about to walk out and Stanley Tucci came on. Ooh, Stanley Tucci. Oh my God, you're funny. Oh my God, you probably had lived that because none of the other writing is at all <laughs> reflective of what you just uh. said. I think most I think most producers have learned to leave the camera on on too cheap and see what happens because he was wonderful well, no, and Kelsey Grammer ugh, just I and oh and Jen to fix the 3D thing I get sick at 3D but my dear friend Colin um, not Colin from UK Colin but Colin from like a couple counties over he taught me to pop out the lens of one of the on on one side of the 3D thing, turn it 90 degrees and then tape it back to the frame. And what it does is it basically cancels out the polarization so that your eyes, so that your your system can process the polarized light better. It worked. It was great. Awesome. I got that. 3D makes you blind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I guess the other question I had, I have not seen this new Transformers movie. Um, yeah, especially after the way M recommended it. It's all your fault, M. No, it's fine. Uh, it was was there nothing redeeming? Uh, I guess people complain like about you know, like Shia LaBeouf and right in in, in that whole in his acting in these movies. Did Mark did Mark Wahlberg do any better? Despite the fact that it was scripting, the, no. the, the, the scripting it was just as bad. His acting was just as bad. His acting, I mean, given what he was given, there was a lot of like little one liners that were just unnecessary. But it was Mark Wahlberg. And if you take I went in there expecting crap and crap is what I got. So, yeah, (laughs) I give it five stars for being what I expected it to be. But I certainly it wasn't as good as the first film. And the first film was an origin film. So it was really rich and had a lot of story. This was nothing but gratuitous. Like action, action, action. There wasn't a whole lot of gratuitous girl, like boobs and butt. But the the female who was in it was strong, but she was constantly in heels and booty shorts. Hey, who t- <laughs> I'm just gonna zip it. Oh man. So don't wait, wait till this comes available on rental if you want to. I see guess it. is what that's kind of what we're saying here. But mm-hmm. or you- you're on a flight and there's nothing else. Right. On. Right. You know, here's the other thing. This is a uh, it made a ton of move, money at the at the theaters. Mm-hmm. People went and saw this movie, so we're going to get a number five. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sorry, yeah. And Mark Wahlberg will probably be starring in it. Oh well. Whatever. I think I found another Transformer. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be. You know what? I need to take that clip and make it my ringtone, ringtone nope. or something. Like Don't you eat it, <laughs> friggin' dare. I think I found another run. When we when we when I show up at shore leave and like you call guys, me, guys, guys, gonna... guys, I think I found another Transformer. Guys, 
I, what I remember, it's always, guys, we're going to die here. Guys, pick up the gun. Guys, get on the alien ship. Just, I'm sorry. Um, you we could have a whole show about how much I hate it, Transformer. Um, at least, I, I think you're going to help me save at least a few bucks. I'll wait till. I, I, I want to see it, but I'll see Sunshine, it. And let somebody else pay for it. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't spend the money in theaters. Make don't. them pay you to see it, Miles. If, right? if, there, if, if there's a way. Yeah. All right. I'll, I, listen, if you want to torture me, like if you get kidnapped and you, you know, you're the people that are kidnapping you, you say, look, if you really want to torture me, just make me sit through Transformers 4, all right? <laughs> I'll, I'll scream, I'll plead, I'll, I'll pay the ransom, whatever you want, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, Colin did uh, write in again. And do you want to read this email, M? Are you on the site here? I can be in just a moment. Yeah, right, I can right. read this. Yep. All right. Oh, Colin, you should call in because I really, really like your accent. Um, <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> Uh, hello, one and all. Well, I finally got to watch Captain America Winter Soldier, and I have to say, I think it was bloody brilliant. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, the story flowed really well. The acting was as good as we could have come to expect. Plus, I love the way they used the Winter Soldier to fit into more, to a more updated telling of the story. The only criticism of this was that they directly linked this to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all well and good if you're in America when the series runs parallel to the film, but over here where the series is behind the film by a few months, we got to see them relating and affecting uh, and effectively spoiling a film we hadn't seen. Um, or on the other flip side, if you've seen the film, it spoiled the series. Marvel may want to consider what in future endeavors. Uh, may want to consider that in future endeavors. Sorry. Uh, not everyone in every corner of the planet is on the same page as the United States of America. Uh, on another note, I recently managed to catch the pilot of Dominion, a series based off the movie Legion. In fact, the series picks up where the film left off, and I was hooked, but alas, it's not released here yet. So I'd be interested to know what fellow diners thought of it and if it's worth investing in. Live long and podcast. All right. Well, so let's talk about uh, his thoughts on Winter Soldier. And I think uh, other than the fact that, uh, Miles, you saw this, right? I did. So and you liked it? Oh, I loved I loved it. And I was watching the same time as when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was on. And I can appreciate Colin's, uh, you know, you know, criticism that if, if it's not playing concurrent with, you know, the TV show, you can't appreciate it the same way. I guess... Did you ha you don't have to watch a TV show to appreciate the movie? Oh no, you can watch the movie by itself and, and just enjoy it for it. Yeah. How much was spoiled? How much was spoiled? Nah, um, in your opinion? I mean, I did not. I um, stopped watching Agents of Shield like when Train Job happened. Yeah, the only, I mean, in, in Agents of Shield, they talked about uh, Fury. They found out that Fury had gotten killed, but then we see Fury later on. Well, I don't think I actually, I'm trying to remember. I don't think much of anything was really spoiled because you, you did see Fury later on in the TV series. Also, I mean, I guess maybe maybe what we don't know is what was actually Colin. We what we don't know is what was actually you thought was spoiled for you in it. Uh, and did you watch? You didn't watch Agents of Shield, right? Oh, of course I did. Oh, you did. So, oh, and, yes. and, and you watched Winter Soldier, right? Yes, I did. And so. Uh, did you feel like one spoiled the other if you weren't watching them on concurrent timelines? Yes. And how so? It if if you weren't if you were watching if you're watching Shield, all of a sudden you knew what was going on, and then when you got to the movie, it wasn't this big surprise of how infiltrated um, uh, uh, Hydra was into she into Shield, and if you saw the movie and you saw what happened, and you hadn't been watching the TV show, you'd be seeing all this weird stuff going on and go and already realize, oh, it's because of Hydra. Oh, okay, so you don't really get that. The reveals kind of happened at the same time, so I I saw them at the right in the right pacing, and it was delicious. But it could it could definitely spoil it if you were if you waited to see the movie or if you waited to watch the show. Mm. Yeah. Again, it sounds like he liked the movie. It was just he had a problem with that sequencing of things and being a very American thing. 
So, mm-hmm. but it does spoil it for people who aren't kind of on the same time frame, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about. He also mentioned what was it, Dominion, the pilot of Dominion, based on the movie Legion. I heard about this series when it came out and instantly stopped hearing about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> any of you guys watching Dominion? Uh no. Uh, M. I I have it. I had it sent to me um, to watch. And it's funny because my friend um, Chris Barton uh, and I wrote a, a podcast, a, an audio drama that's really similar to what was in Legion and what was in the show and what what we think is going to be in the show. We didn't know what was going on when we wrote our stuff. So I'm curious because a lot of stuff aligns up. Mm. with what we were thinking <laughs> so i'm kind of excited i liked the legion the movie i'm curious to see what Dominion's going to be i haven't watched it yet yeah so you have to let us know your thoughts it's not what i'm planning and going to see but colin would love mm-hmm. to hear what you're thinking of so when you watch it cool well so- colin uh co- contact <laughs> me if you liked legion you should hear the audio drama that my friend chris and i put together oh yeah definitely maybe we can put a link to that audio drama in the show notes is it available it's- online Yes, you can go to PendantAudio.com, and the show is called The Line. The Line. Okay. Or you could just Google The Line, Pendant Audio, and it'll pop right up. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we have one other voicemail coming in, and this is from Robert from Ohio. So let me go ahead and play that voicemail. He called in on SpeakPipe, and because SpeakPipe limits you to three minutes, he called in like four times. So uh, we're going to see how these break into different segments. And, uh, but this is, I believe, Robert's first time calling in. So, Robert, thank you for calling into the Sci-Fi Diner. We're happy to have you as a listener. Yeah, it's great to have you as a listener. So let's go ahead and play his first piece of feedback. Hi, guys. I This is Robert from Ohio. I just wanted to uh, give some um, thoughts on the um, leaked Doctor Who stuff. Um, before I go into that, I wanted to... Um, I know one of you gentlemen was um, interested in going through um, um, Series 6 and how to cut through that. Well, you can cut through Series 7 because Series 7 was um, individual episodes um, until we get up halfway where um, the pawns leave and then you got um, Jenna Coleman's character Clara Um, the one to watch of course is Asylum of the Daleks um, after watching the snowman which was the Christmas episode and then you could probably just go to the Bells of St. John if you don't wanna um, watch any more of the ponds Um, the thing is it's kinda hard with series six because there is an arc uh, very very much the doctor um, is trying to find out what happened to him in that season and um, supposedly um, you it's going to be kind of hard to uh, skip through some of those episodes in series six one of the things I wanted to bring up was the leaking of the um, Doctor Who um, scripts for the first five episodes and the um, screener. What happened was um, some stuff from the BBC was sent to Miami, Florida um, for some translations. And what happened was a screener and um, five um, scripts were accidentally released it's not hard to find uh, unfortunately on the internet I was able to find them so I downloaded the the first five scripts and I won't say nothing about them and also the screener itself what's interesting is very much what happened with like Wolverine when Wolverine um, um, was accidentally released and um, so was the screener for um, Doctor Who's um, first episode it's in black and white and what was curious was they added the Matt Smith opening to it but clearly says it's a screener 
Well, it was great talking to you. And uh, he got cut off. So let's talk about what he uh, said about this. I wasn't aware that there was a leaked pilot. Is it, are we talking about the one for the new Peter? Uh, was it Gabaldi? What's Cabal- the Gabaldi. Yeah, it was it for Peter Gabaldi. Is that the screener that leaked? That's, I think so. That's news to me. Yeah. Wanna... I think there's pictures of leaked, which always do. Um, but this, I, I'd heard something about the script and I thought, well, that's a little bizarre. Um, so that's very interesting. Yeah. So I didn't, I did not know anything leaked nor the scripts leaked, but I, again, I was in Haiti for the past two weeks. So anything could have leaked <laughs> and I would not, have, I would not have really known that. So what do you think about, uh, um, you've, you've watched Doctor Who, right? Yeah. So, so what do you think about his suggestion about working your way through season six and seven for Miles here? He's specifically kind of speaking toward Miles here. So, officially, let me see what season six is listed as. Um, season six, Doctor Who, because is it season six from the original or season six from like now? No, we're talking from the now, the one with okay. the uh, ponds and. Okay, so that's with Amy and so that's like, it's a uh, really good season. There's some I don't think you should skip any of it because there are Miles, Easter eggs that are in each one. And just do it. Yeah. You I, should watch them all because each of them are, 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 are integral to the to the last season. Okay. You're I've gonna just, need it to watch the this last season before um Matt changes. I've just gotten stuck. I, I don't know, I just are you bored? Are you just yeah, done? Or are you? It's just not. It's just not connecting with him. I think. I'm just. Yeah. I'm. I'm just not as engaged as I was. Um, okay. Before we can talk about this offline mm-hmm. because it depends on. I'm curious to know which episode it is, and maybe you need to backtrack a little, and I can point out a couple things that might bring you back. Okay. I think I can get you back. Okay. I mean, I, what I was planning on doing is when when the new season starts, I was going to start start from there. What we need to do is that surely run a panel that is is it revolves around convincing Miles to finish season six and seven. <laughs> I bet we could get a lot of audience participation in at a con. Mm, yes. So uh, when we get yes. when we figure out the panels, we will have to we'll have to come up with a catchy name and revolve it around that. Okay. What do you think, Em? What would Doctor Who do? <laughs> How would Doctor Who convince yeah, you yeah. to watch Doctor Who? Yeah, I don't know. That's random. Yeah, That's silly. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to figure that out yet. Yeah. Uh, but some good suggestions. Mm-hmm. And uh, any thoughts on how, whether the screener will help or hinder Doctor Who? I don't think it'll hinder anything. I don't think it'll hinder anything. If anything, like it just means some people will get, have a, a heads up. Like as soon as he said he got the script, he downloaded the scripts. I thought, ooh, I'd love to read them. And I thought, you know what? No, I, <laughs> I, I want to enjoy the newness of it. I don't want. I, w- I would like to be surprised. So I'm a, I won't. I'll skip it. Yeah. Which I think is what fans will do. They'll either want the spoiler or not, and the options there. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, all right. Well, he sent another voicemail. Let's go ahead and play this voicemail as well. Hi, Sci-Fi Diner. This is Robert from Ohio calling. Um, I was um, thinking about it. I wasn't for sure if it was Miles or if it's Scott that um, is doing the um, Doctor Who um, watching. I was um, kind of vague on um, what I was saying because I had a lot to say, um, especially with the um, leaked Doctor Who script and the um, leaked screener. But um, I heard that you're on um, season or series six of Doctor Who. What makes this rough? You were talking about you were gonna you think about skipping some of the episodes of What Can You Skip? What Can You Watch? Um, the thing is, in series six, um, Stephen sticked with a story arc, and in season seven, there are some individual episodes they decided to go to um, kind of. Um, movie lane uh, movie feel type um different um you know episodes for series seven now series six you got two things that is going through which is the doctor um now uh, i don't know if you want how much to be revealed that's the only thing um 
it's the introduction of the silence which um, is run through the whole series it's not as bad as um, Bad Wolf arc or Torchwood arc or the Vote Saxon arc but um, with this one too we see um, that Amy is different and the doctor's trying to figure out because supposedly um, Amy is supposed to be pregnant but we don't know she's pregnant it seems to be the problem we're, we're not for sure if she is or isn't pregnant and also of the doctor being killed and um, then that one is solved um, towards the um, end around episode 5 or episode 6 actually episode 6 we'll get the answer about Amy and then we go like to episode 7 which is a um, good man goes to war let's kill Hitler which is pretty good night terrors um, that's a Mark Gatiss um, episode the um, girl who waited which a lot of people liked it's kind of either like or didn't and um, then you got the God complex mm. and that's the one where Amy and Roy leave and then we had the doctor going solo on closing time which is a sequel to the lodger and then the wedding of river song which is um, Tommy Wyme stuff and I'll call hello this is um, Robert from Ohio this is um, my part two of the um, Doctor Who watch um, I was gonna go ahead and, and talk about series seven but let me finish up a little bit on series six as I said the Wedding River song is kind of a Tommy Wyme situation um, also I forgot to mention that in this series as well is the establishment of River Song as well. Um, so and also the Neil Gaiman episode, The Doctor's Wife, the um, fourth episode. Um, it's a very awesome episode, one um, you should really watch. Um, that's why I say it makes it hard to try to drop any of these. Um, maybe you can get along without the Curse of the Black spot which is the third episode maybe get along without night terrors um, the, like I said the girl who waited is kind of uh, eh, um, either you like it or not like it the god complex kind of has a little shining feel a little bit of Stephen King to it and um, like I said closing time is um, the sequel to the lodger um, going on to series seven here, um, the pawns they do come back again in the wedding river song um, because at the time this was there, people thought that the pawns were gone, but no, they come back in the thirteenth episode, and then you get the um, doctor widow in the wardrobe after that, and then we go into series seven. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to just kind of familiarize yourself with um, Series 7 to get ready for um, Series 8, you should watch um, mm. Asylum of mm. the Dialects because that is going to have uh, a key connection to Clara um, because after the pawns leave and the angels take Manhattan, then we have Clara and um, you want to at least watch that you can skip dinosaurs you can skip a town called mercy you can skip the power of three you can skip the angels take manhattan um, next watch the snowman which is the christmas episode and then um, bells of saint john you'll probably want to watch rings of Akatan. It, it's uh, either like it or you don't like it cold war almost has the feel uh, the Hunt for Red October, Hyde, Ghost, um, Journey Center, Taurus, Crimson Horror is pretty good, Nightmare and Silver. Hi guys, this is part three. Sorry I'm taking so long going through all this. Um, I'm just finishing up here. As I was saying, um, you get the Nightmare and Silver, which is the um, um, Neil Gaiman uh, one and then they get the name of the doctor um, 
then after the name of the doctor then you start going into the anniversary stuff which is um, the um, day of the doctor and then after the day of the doctor then you go into the time of the doctor and um, then that gets you caught up to uh, where we're at right now um, Journey of the Center of Taurus was kind of interesting. The Crimson Horror, um, Mark Gatiss did that one, and he did a good job. He did a good job with Cold War um, as well, which is the third one. Rings back at hand. Um, either like it or don't like it to a lot of people. Um, the Bells of St. John kind of has a connection to... Um, the character that was brought back from the classic, uh, which is the Great Intelligence. So, um, his Great Intelligence carried over from the Snowman. Um, also, the Great Intelligence appears again in the name of the Doctor in the last episode. So, um, that's, um, I hope that helps you out. Sorry I took all this time. Um, I did watch the screener. I'm not going to spoil you guys on it because um, it, like I said in my first one I sent to you, that it very much was um, leaked as the uh, Wolverine origin was, and it's the same setup, you know, with that where you, you know you have the special effects missing, and. Um, I wish I could talk to you about it, but of course I can't because it don't air till the 23rd of August. But I did enjoy it, and I also got this um, five-leak script, so I made sure that it matched up with the script, and it did. Um, so um, you take your chances if you want to download the screener or the... Um, the um, scripts because they are out there and they're not hard to find well thank you for your time guys i hope this helped you and we'll talk to you later bye um so he, what do you think he's giving a lot of good advice about the different individual episodes anything that sticks out to you um the the uh let's kill hitler i mean i, th I think i i heard that that was a lot of buzz when, I, when that episode came out and this is before i was into who so i'll i'll, I'll definitely catch that episode they're they're good. They're really good. You kind of have to you have to stick through them a bit, and then it's kind of like when you're on the roller coaster, and you get in the you get that first part of the ride, and you're like, oh, that's great, and then it starts to tick upwards, tick 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 tick, to get to the big part of the ride. So you're still kind of ticking upwards. You're still kind of on that uphill climb to the peak, to the precipice of the hill, and then boom, <laughs> it's gonna be a ride. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, I think there's plenty of good Who episodes in the six and seven if you can just make them through and pass this little hump that you're at, Miles. Okay. So I encourage you to stick with it. But, and Robert, if you too. need a watching buddy, I will actually get on Skype with you and watch with you. Okay. Oh, there you go. Miles. Wow, that's that that's very that's, kind that's of you. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. I I enjoy it. Plus, I I like we can actually discuss it. It doesn't have to. You know, I, some people, I don't, I won't watch it. I hate it. Well, why do you hate it? I don't know why. Yeah. And, well, let's discuss why you don't like it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, then they're no fun. But yeah. if you're will, if you're up to it, I think if you, if you hold tight, you, you might enjoy it. Okay. There you go, Miles. Well, we do have to wrap up the show. We're running long here tonight. We have an interview coming up here just in a second, but thank you for joining us here at the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. If you are interested in letting us know your thoughts and your feedback, you can call in at 1-260-577-2428. Ignore the number at the end of the show when M does her little wrap-up to the show here in just a little bit. I have to re-record that. <laughs> we'll have to re-record that with that new number now. But we do appreciate you turning in, and I believe that is about it. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya. Do your daily. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343, or click the SpeakPipe link at
at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an mp3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at scifidinerpodcast.com. That's it. I have my. I just started recording my mile saying jerk. We're gonna start open the show with that. <laughs> jerk. Not nice. Not nice. Okay. <laughs> Let's record. What feedback is this? I don't even. Episode. This is feedback a million. Feedback a gazillion. It doesn't matter. We're gonna be calling this episode two eighteen anyways. Sweet. Right. How are my levels? All right, your levels are beautiful. Sweet. And I can control you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I'm into that. Just kidding. Very few men can. So believe me, a lot of men would have loved to have had a volume but control button on me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's just too much fun. It is. It is. Transformer.